0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and we have an episode before the episode here, right? I think if you're all paying attention on this Monday, uh, now Monday, you saw what happened on Sunday night, which is we got concrete evidence of the first indication that there is going to be a decision on Deshaun Watson. There's going to be some sort of NFL announcement from Sue Robinson tomorrow on her decision. The NFL... And NFLPA have been given up till the very last minute here to negotiate something. It seems like, from what we gather, the NFL has gone down to requesting twelve games. All right. So Dan Graziano, who's with ESPN, seems to have a firm grasp on this. He says Deshaun Watson and the NFL did engage in further settlement talks in recent days, but neither side felt they got close. The best Watson side indicated it would be accept was a 6-8 to eight game suspension. The best the league indicated it was willing to do was 12 games plus a heavy fine in the $8 million range. Graziano continues, It's interesting that the league was no longer insisting on an indefinite suspension with the right to apply for reinstatement. Again, think Miles Garrett after the helmet incident. He had to apply and go into the office and do the whole reinstatement thing he says after a certain number of games but the heavy fine was a trade-off and Watson and the NFLPA balked on that so they didn't believe in it all right um so continuing on where where it otherwise gets interesting and i think the biggest part of all of this is the NFLPA put out a press release ahead of this decision and it it can it can lean one way or the other depending on which side you want to believe but Here's what it reads. In advance of Judge Robinson's decision, we wanted to reiterate the facts of this proceeding. First, we have fully cooperated with every NFL inquiry and provided the NFL with the most comprehensive set of information for any personal conduct policy investigation. A former federal judge, appointed jointly by the NFLPA and NFL, held a full and fair hearing, has read thousands of pages of investigative documents and reviewed arguments from both sides impartially. Every player, owner, business partner, and stakeholder deserves to know that our process is legitimate and will not be tarnished based on the whims of the league office. This is why, regardless of her decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling and we call on the NFL to do the same. It's an interesting thing to put out. A lot of people's presumption about this this release is that the NFLPA sees or knows or has been told whoever there could sue robbins could have already told the parties behind the scenes and it's just about making it public tomorrow but it's interesting and people are sort of framing it as this an a uh, uh, press release means that they know it's a shorter suspension because a reminder it this if it is appealed it goes to this decision is appealed there's 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 a thing here right you have to understand if he's deemed to break the personal conduct policy, then she can suspend him, request a suspension number, right? That number then can be appealed by the NFL. And it ultimately goes to Roger Goodell and uh, his appointees to make a decision on that, on that number, whether they want to change judge Robinson's number. So the NFL PA is saying we accept it and we want the NFL to do the same. So, it's sort of fascinating, right? Why would they come out with this letter? Well, if you think that you know the suspension is going to be short, say four, six, eight games, we don't want the NFL then appealing it. We're trying; They're trying to say, hey, we abided by this new uh, jointly agreed process. We believe in it, and you should believe in it too. The NFL would appeal the suspension if they felt it was too short. And again, if Sue Robinson deems he didn't break the personal conduct policy, they could give him zero games. Right, that's where the NFL can't touch it. They can't go in and alter that at all, because there's nothing to change. If if she deemed that he did not break the personal conduct policy, but she gives a suspension number, and the NFL either accepts it or they can they can fight it. And what that last sentence is so important here: Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling, and we call on the NFL to do the same. Most people again are concluding that they would not have released this if they did not already know it was going to be a number in the range of what they have been fighting for the whole time and everybody can move on. So they're not going to take it to federal court, whatever, whatever, is what Watson's side is saying. Graziano adds some context here. He said that either side can appeal a ruling it doesn't like, and Commissioner Roger Goodell would hear the appeal. Union is trying to avert a situation in which the league overturns the ruling of a jointly appointed neutral arbitrator. Again, another reminder, this jointly appointed neutral arbitrator is brand new. It's a brand new system agreed upon in the the CBA, and If they were to go against her recommendation, it would be a bad look for what was uh, negotiated. I don't think either side wants that, right? I don't think either side wants that. Uh, If it is a really low suspension number, the NFL could fight it if they wanted to, but it feels like the NFL and the NFLPA have kind of done this to sort of wash their hands of things. It's not our decision. This is the jointly appointed arbitrator. She made the decision. We have to follow it. We're not going to go against what the CBA says, and... We'll see like that to me is what is interesting we'll see what the number is everybody wants to presume the number is low while to me it could be like the NFLPA could just be putting this out because you know uh, th- they're not going to be able to really fight it that much anyway if they fight it it goes to Goodell and Goodell's not going to move the number anyway so let's put this out ahead of time to uh, to give themselves a chance to look like they're doing the right thing so that if it does go their way the NFL then, wouldn't be able to sort of uh, in the public realm, the you know the battle of public perception. Wouldn't be able to fight it on their side. So uh, I don't know. Again, I this is not my area of expertise. I don't love delving in rumors of this stuff. I don't love. The study of the off the field stuff is not fun to me. It's not why I do what I do, but I did want to talk about and reiterate some of the things going on here. And it does look like we're finally going to get a decision, which to me is just fantastic because I'm tired of thinking about it, talking about it. I want to give you actual tangible things to go into. Here's what the Browns are going to have to do in these six games. Here's what they're going to do when they get Watson back. Like that stuff is way more interesting for me to talk about. So that I wanted to open with. It seems like we're getting some sort of decision tomorrow. It might hopefully, fingers crossed, bring some finality to all of this so that we can all move on. The NFL, the NFLPA, Watson, the Browns, everybody can move on and be done with it. Um, but, but again, I think if you're of, of the belief that you want this to be a low suspension number, nothing but really good news tonight, uh, with this release. Good vibes. Not that it's going to not work out. She could give a year suspension recommendation tomorrow. Um, but but because nothing's guaranteed in any of this. But if you're of the belief that you want Watson back earlier and that the punishment and all of that has gone too far maybe already, it was good news for you. If you're of the side of this guy should be held accountable, he should be whatever, whatever, suspended longer, it doesn't look great. But we'll have an answer tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning. This is the first whiff of any of the of the news being solid in terms of getting an answer on this. and the NFLPA releasing the things that they released, tells us pretty firmly that we're going to get a decision and everybody can hopefully move on from it once this decision is announced. And a reminder, Watson will still be at camp. He'll still be at preseason. I don't believe he starts missing uh, actual Berea location events until the regular season starts if he does get suspended tomorrow. So just a reminder about how things move around uh, a little bit there. We're going to take a quick break, word from our sponsors, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about Saturday's training camp because we did not talk about that. So quick break.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: Okay, so if you missed Saturday's episode, I talked with John Colosimo, and we went through forecasting the AFC North. You should go check that out. Pretty good episode, a lot of fun, a lot of breaking down who we who we feel is the most um, dominant team in the division all the way down to who we think is going to finish last. We, we uh, laid that all out. Uh, otherwise, they did have a training camp on Saturday. They did not on Sunday, so it was an off day, kind of building up toward Tuesday pads. Um, this was the fourth day, so they had... Um, you know, fans in the house for that. That was pretty cool. Fans got to go in and they do the puppy pound and they do all that stuff. A really cool thing that the Browns are letting people vote on the field design this year. It looks like it's either a helmet or an elf or, or they're going to leave midfield blank. Uh, Browns in the end zone. Go out and vote on that. I don't know. If you're uh, an elf guy and you want to see that in the middle of the field, then do it up. The Browns haven't had a midfield logo for a little bit, so it'd be interesting to see a midfield logo. But that's a cool thing for the fans to do. Otherwise, here's some notes on practice. Uh, they... they um. Had uh, Deshaun Watson had a pretty good day from everything I gather. He had a nice day to uh, Harrison Bryant on a wheel route up the sideline to JOK. Um, you know, is, is apparently Harrison Bryant's having a great camp, looking better and better. Uh, feeling good about that. 7-on-7 seven seven series, again, they have not done much team stuff. They have more, done more 7-on-7. Seven seven. Watson went 1-of-4 in the early 7-on-7. Seven seven. Greedy had a nice pass breakup. set work with the second team, was 4-for-4. Four four. Uh, pretty good pretty good numbers. Ja'Keem Grant continues to stand out. We got to talk about wide receiver. You know, you're missing Javon Wims, who's out right now. It seems like Isaiah Weston has a an ACL injury of some kind. It seems like uh David Bell's not going to be back right away here. And then Anthony Schwartz has the knee sprain. So you're down four wide receivers. I do think we're gonna hear something about the Browns adding a wide receiver to could be just bodies for camp, but I think they're gonna add a wide receiver in the coming days. So keep your eye out for that. Um Otherwise, the final team possession, which stood out, Clowney closed out the ones. He had a pass uh, break up at the line of scrimmage. He swatted down a Watson passed it in that one. And then Brissett connected with Michael Woods on a uh, double outside, uh, double move concept off play action. Both outside receivers ran out and ups. Uh, and I, I think, uh, I cannot remember who Woods beat up the left sideline, but it was a pretty clear beat. Uh, gets him up the left sideline, catches a touchdown ball. He has to come back a little bit, but a nice play. Cade York, 6-6 six six on field goals. You love to see that. Good start for him. Reminder, they don't have anybody else in kicking in camp, so it's uh, it's nice for him to continue to show up and dominate in that realm as as this, this thing kicks off. Uh, two players that are getting a lot of buzz, according to Joe Woods. Jordan Elliott and Grant But Two players the Browns desperately need to be really good players. So the Elliott weighs around 320, is what Joe Woods says right now. Looks like he weighs 280. That's the way you want big guys to look. Be heavier, but look lighter, right? You don't want them to look out of shape. Think Andrew Billings a few years back. And then he talked about Delpit, where he's seeing growth from him from the last camp. He's knowing what he's um, he knows what's going to happen before it happens. If both Delpit and Elliott can live up to expectations, that's absolutely massive uh, for the Browns' defense this year, especially Jordan Elliott, where the Browns just need somebody to anchor that group, just be average. That's what they need. Chris Kiffin had some time in front of the mic, talked about Miles Garrett, how he said he's really locked in more so than he's ever seen. He's out early to everything. He's really taking the next step in our defensive line room, becoming a leader. The talent continues to get better. His time will come to win defensive player of the year. Hopefully it's this year. Hopefully. Deserves more respect. And Joku was rated an 80. He said that hurt my feelings. I hate Madden ratings. But that's okay. It's got to show Madden why I should be better. Whatever. You know. I think the important thing was uh McCartney, who's a tight end coach, talked about how he has all the ability in the world. It comes down to opportunities and taking advantage of those opportunities. And I cannot agree more about David and Joku just taking advantage of the opportunities given to him. Because if he gets more this year, if he gets an uptick, he will produce more in the passing game, and that's what everybody wants, and I think he can do that. So, again, not a ton to to discuss. There's some things popping up. The big news comes tomorrow. Once we get that big news about Deshaun Watson, we'll be here to dissect it. I have Jordan Zerm coming on. We're going to talk to Jordan Zerm about it, break it down, analyze the schedule points and when he comes back, all of that and give you the insight as as far as everything that we hear. So check back in tomorrow and what will be the Deshaun Watson decision episode, and we'll have some finality to all of this. And we'll check in with you on the fifth day of Brown's training camp as well. So appreciate you guys being here, checking out the show, supporting the OBR, and specifically this podcast, a short episode for your Monday. But have a great one. You're going to get a longer one when we hear the big news. So... Uh, check you know the OBR as much as you can and we'll have you covered on every angle of that thing including the podcast for you on Tuesday with all the insights necessary thanks guys have a great Monday go Browns